I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome, everybody, to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120 if you want to be a part of the show. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble. And we're hanging, hanging by a thread on Instagram, which has already deplatformed us once, and that is CGW underscore backup. So like, subscribe, share, comment, tell your friends, neighbors, enemies, and relatives all about it. Broadcast it far and wide. <laughs> it's the only way we're going to grow here at uh, Rapid Fire because the sensors are against us, unfortunately. And I don't know about you guys i'd love to hear what you have to say you can again call in or text the rapid fire line to 508-444-2120 but i have noticed a whole lot less gun content in my social media feeds lately and i know that a lot of the stuff i share is getting barely any reach lately so it's really uh it's really a sad state of affairs if you ask me that they want to restrict the flow of information as it pertains to something so important our founders enumerated it in the bill of rights that is the second amendment and you know the good news is there's a lot of other channels popping up and a lot of other media popping up truth socials one i didn't mention that earlier we're on truth social um, Getter and Parler and some of the, you know, off off the mainstream, uh, but gaining in popularity every day. Uh, Rumble is another one that's a camera, you know, video uh, social media site that we're using. And uh, I don't know if we broadcast live on Rumble. Do we do Rumble? No. Uh, no, they charge too much. Okay. One of these days when we hit the big time, we'll pay the fee to be broadcasting live on rumble but at least you can find the videos there right they we do okay and uh telegram's another one that surprisingly enough i i haven't got the reach there that i thought we would but that's okay we do that we do stream live on telegram so and twitch and whatnot so anyway you can find us if you look hard enough but that's the problem is most people aren't going to find us by just straight algorithmic activity so it's not going to be suggested to you in your feed it's not going to be like oh here's a cool uh you know second amendment website since you like second amendment stuff check these guys out that's how other stuff grows um, but not gun talk or gun sales or anything around the second amendment unfortunately 
that's just the way it goes these days. Some people have a problem with freedom, but we don't. And so help us grow by liking, subscribing, sharing, commenting, and telling all your friends and neighbors. All right. A couple of things. It's been a slow couple news days since we last brought broadcast. No landmark rulings out of the Supreme Court. Uh, yes, the Senate is going to be chalking up and may or may not take the whole assault weapons ban that was passed in the House of Representatives um, before the session ends. I think they only have a couple days, as far as I know, uh, to, to debate that and vote on it. So I don't know if it'll even get a vote, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but because of that, we can talk about some other stuff that's on the radar that we are monitoring, that we're talking about. Um, some of the cool guns in the shop that we've been able to get, the the bunch of ammo that's finally in stock, including 5.7 by 28, which is really hard to get to feed the PS90s that we have in stock and the FN 5.7 and the Ruger 5.7 pistols that we have in stock. Those are, those are very hard to sell when you don't have ammo. <laughs> and our price on that ammo is actually probably some of the best in the country. So you want to go ahead and check that out. But we dropped the bomb the last show that we are starting a delivery service. And this actually is good timing because I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news but UPS has lost some shipments of ammo lately. And uh, I know Jared Giannis was talking about it on Guns and Gadgets, about some of the ammo shipments that he had delivered that weren't complete, that was missing. And he said even in some cases, boxes within the case were opened and rounds were taken out. So imagine that, like the UPS guy or somebody along the way in distribution. And he's trying not to point the finger at the drivers or the delivery guys because those probably aren't the ones. But someone along the way is opening it up, pouring some ammo into their pockets and putting them back in the box. I don't know. (laughs) It's crazy. But this is on the heels of UPS kind of jumping the rail, if you will, uh, jumping the shark in advance of the ATF reclassifying like uh, frames and 80 percenters as firearms. And they had already pre preemptively, even before the whole guidance had come out or even the implementation of it by the ATF had come out and said that they will no longer ship firearms parts that are unserialized, et cetera, et cetera. And that your shipment is subject to seizure. If you do try to ship it, which is why you dirty varmint just ridiculous if you ask me uh but so he was saying that, that you know some of these ammo shipments aren't quite making it there which is has been our experience in a couple of shipments we shipped a bunch of ammo down to florida and i think i shipped 20 cases of nine millimeter down there and 18 of them arrived safely the other two went missing we had to file a claim and blah 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 but we do you know get the insurance and adult signature verification and et cetera. So it was just interesting that it, it never showed up there, but um, I don't think that was UPS. So it's kind of irrelevant to that part of the story, but we did announce that we're going to be doing delivery service. So we haven't fully rolled it out yet, but we wanted to get the word out. So that's pretty cool for the people of Massachusetts who don't, can't really take advantage of ammo delivery because of the state law requirements that, Whoever sells ammo in the state must have a license to sell ammunition and 
ammunition has to be, uh, you have to verify a person's FID card or license to carry at the time of sale in hand in a face-to-face manner. So we can do that if we hit the ground with our Cape Gunworks delivery vehicle. So we're pretty excited about that. So that's going to be some breaking news coming up. Um, So stay tuned for that. That is breaking news, so stay tuned for that. So anyway, um, that's some stuff that's coming down the pipeline that we haven't really got a chance to fully roll out yet. So there you have that. One of the things we're doing is kind of monitoring I call it Freedom Watch. We're watching a lot of the cases around the country as uh, lawsuits start to crop up and challenge New York and challenge Maryland and some of the other areas. And we'll get to that on the other side. Um, there's there's lots to monitor in that. And I'm kind of disappointed nothing happening in Massachusetts yet. Come on, guys. Let's get something going here. But um, anyway, we'll talk about that on the other side. Don't forget discount code CAPECOD C-A-P-E-C-O-D if you go to capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us you get a very special discount off your entire order this is a ridiculous discount guys so it's a special treat for our radio and podcast listeners only so shh the secret's amongst us use CAPECOD at checkout at capegunworks.com to get your special discount alright we'll be right back you're listening to Rapid Fire offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Federal ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, some of the Freedom Watch stuff that we're doing, and I thought I'd start it off with a quote. The Constitution shall never be construed to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. Samuel Adams, Massachusetts Ratifying Convention, 1788. Go, Sam Adams. Uh, Interesting (laughs) enough, we just had some... (laughs) This is actually pretty good. We had some friends out from Tucson who had some kids that lived in Santa Monica. And uh, so Tucson, hey, G-Webs, if you're listening out in uh, Tucson, they're they're from there. And so I told them I'm on in Tucson and they couldn't believe it. So anyway, uh, 
they were out on vacation last couple weeks or whatever last week and we spent a lot of time with them and it was really funny because they did the freedom trail in boston and went to faneuil hall and saw the uh, Samuel Adams, <laughs> one of the kids goes, hey, dad, look, it's the beer guy. <laughs> it's the guy who does the beer. So they knew Sam Adams as the beer guy, not necessarily one of the founding fathers of the United States, but I thought that was pretty good. You know, he's known abroad as the uh, IPA or the, you know, the Boston Lager uh, or, you know, whatever. I personally think those are some of the funniest commercials, too. The, the Sam Adams commercials with your cousin from Boston. Oh, those are classic. I love those. Those are the best. And it's probably just because I'm from Afghanistan that they make me laugh so hard. But that dude's a riot, especially the camping trip one. Where they're, <laughs> they're like, uh, they're all carrying the canoe. And he, sa- he sees, ah, rope swing. You know, canoe trip canceled, and he just drops the canoe and walks over to the ropes. I'm like, that is such a Massachusetts thing. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's, he's in the bush, and guy walks up. He's like, dude, you got to knock. <laughs> but anyway, all right, I'll stop. That, but I don't know how I got off on that. That's what happens when I, I read a quote from Sam Adams. Um, But I think that's great that he put in writing that the Constitution shall never be construed to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. And guess what makes it makes us peaceable citizens is the fact that we are an armed society. Remember, an armed society is a polite society. So anyway, Massachusetts adopt language that brings it in line with the Bruin decision Uh, That amendment, number 13, which ended up in the the Senate bill, um, and ultimately it was called the House, or H-5163, is now on the governor's desk to be signed into law. And for the most part, it does comply with Bruin, except for one big but. The final version of the bill does include the elimination of restrictions and discretion, However, and I'm reading from Gun Owners Action League's website, however, it does include language codifying suitability, and it codifies it, yeah, as well as provision that would prohibit a person currently subject to a permanent or temporary harassment prevention order from obtaining a license to carry. And a harassment order is a much lower legal standard than the usual abuse prevention order. So it's not like a spousal, like familial um, restraining order. This could be your neighbor doesn't like the way your dog, you know, barks or something like that, or, or, you know, files some sort of harassment order against you, which is a much lower standard. Um, And Goal maintains the position that so-called suitability is unconstitutional, and we are determined to keep up the fight to ensure that licensing standard contained in Bruin is made law in the Commonwealth. There is no reason these provisions should have been snuck into a bill that had absolutely nothing to do with the matter. It is important that we keep our legislators accountable and vote for pro-civil rights candidates. That is true. And so a couple of the cases that we're watching nationally are the Miller v. Bonta in California, which is a challenge to California's ban on so-called assault weapons, the uh, Weiss v. Bonta, which is a challenge to California's confiscatory ban on so-called large-capacity magazines. Now, both of those cases started in the district court level with uh, Judge Benitez, um, who ruled they were unconstitutional, and then they went to the uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, where they upheld his 
uh, ruling, and then it went to the en banc circuit of the you know panel of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, where they overturned it and upheld California law. That ended up at the Supreme Court. So right after they ruled on Bruin, they vacated that decision and remanded it back to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, both of these cases. So unfortunately, I wish they had just ruled on it and said, hey, in light of the decision we made, these are all unconstitutional. But they sent it back because then it would have applied to the entire country. But right now it's still in the Ninth Circuit. So what did the Ninth Circuit do about it? Did they make it right? No, they took it and remanded it back to the district level court, which is ridiculous, if you ask me, because then what happens is it's just a stall tactic. They understand through having to look at it through strict scrutiny of, um, you know, text history and uh, tradition that they will not have a leg to stand on and they ultimately know where this is all going. So unless they're trying to extort Benitez, why would he change his ruling who, when he originally ruled that it was unconstitutional? Why would he all of a sudden go, oh, just kidding, now I'm going to uphold the California's ban? It doesn't make sense. But they know that because they sent it, they vacated his earlier decision. So now there's this, you know, that Freedom Week that happened puts everybody who bought a magazine during Freedom Week at, in in potential hot water because they vacated his decision. So they're probably going to look to get a temporary restraining order so that it doesn't end up, you know, creating havoc in that area uh, and giving the police or the the government uh, a short window of opportunity to jam people up and make them felons. So I don't think any of that could really happen, but you never know. This is just the way it is. Um, it, It gets very confusing. Stall tactic, it's all a stall tactic uh, for the inevitable. And then we're also watching uh, the United States District Court for the Eastern District of New York, um, the Vanchoff versus James federal lawsuit challenging the New York assault weapons ban as unconstitutional under the Second Amendment. So this is getting a little closer to Massachusetts. And I'm wearing my tyranny is back shirt just to, uh, in the spirit of all this that's going on. Uh, so that would be that's another case we're watching. So we'll see. Uh, you know, again, I don't know where they could conjure up. I'm, I don't think in ways that would be able to come up with an, a reason to restrict people's right to keep and bear arms. So I'm not well versed in the tyrannical methodology of the of the of the you know these current administrations that that do all this stuff. So. You know, I don't think because I don't think like that. I'm like, what's their play here? They have no play like text, history and tradition. They're screwed. And so I think a lot of people are actually seeing it along that way. And there was articles about uh, some of the media lamenting the fact that they think gun control is on its last leg. And they're like, we're, you know, it's going down with the ship, you know. So they said the Supreme Court has issued its, you know, death rattle to, to, um, to, you know, all gun control. So, and I'm like, yes, that as it should. Um, but what do you think? I mean, 508-444-2120 if you want to text or call in the show. Uh, so hopefully it does get the death rattle. And then... Nadler, I've mentioned this in a prior show too, kind of stepped in it really, really deep. 
Like he did the one legger all the way up over the top of the shoe, if you ask me, because, you know, during the debate of the House assault weapons bill, I think it was Thomas Massey said, um, does anyone doubt or deny that these guns are common in ordinary use? And Representative Nadler said that's exactly the problem is that these guns are in ordinary and common use. And that's the wording in the Heller bills, uh, the Heller Supreme Court decision, that guns that are in common and ordinary use are protected under the Constitution of the United States, under the Second Amendment. And they're protected against government infringing upon those. And guess who gets to decide what guns are in common and ordinary use? The people. The power of, of government rests in the people. It isn't government granting us the the uh, right to keep and bear arms. It's the people acknowledging that this right is given to us by our creator. And it's the first law of nature is what our creators said. It's what our founders said. They, they acknowledged the first law of nature is the right to self-defense. So anyway, um, those are some of the things we're looking at. Also, parties moved to dismiss Maryland's carry ban law after New York's defeat in Bruin. So I'm reading here from uh, the Firearms Policy Coalition website. Make no mistake, although called a dismissal, this is a massive win for all Marylanders and demonstrates exactly how Bruin will have far-reaching effects across the country, said FPC's Senior Attorney for Constitutional Litigation, Cody J. Wisniewski. It is encouraging that Maryland has accepted defeat on this instance, meaning like the, the denial of permits based on suitability. Um, or based on uh, their arbitrary application of the law. Uh, but FPC will remain vigilant to ensure that the old line state fully complies with both the letter and the spirit of not just the Bruin opinion, but the Second Amendment writ large. With the conclusion of this case, FPC will now move forward with litigation to ensure that all Maryland residents and visitors can exercise all of their right to keep and bear arms without severe burdens and delays. This litigation includes Bianchi v. Frosch, which challenges the state's ban on so-called assault weapons and was recently sent back to the Fourth Circuit by the Supreme Court to be reheard in light of Bruin. Wonderful, wonderful news. So we're going to keep keep our finger on the pulse of all this, but we're headed for a break. But before we go, remember this week's discount code is Cape Cod. So go to capegunworks.com and use this week's code. We have Don Edwards from Greenline Tactical joining us next. You don't want to miss out. We'll be right back. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. 
The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I'm glad to have on the line with me right now Don Edwards from Greenline Tactical. How are you, Don? Doing great, Toby. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, thanks for jumping back on the horn and giving us an update of what you've been up to. Uh, I know you're one of the busier guys in the industry doing all kinds of firearms training. So what have you been up to and what's coming up? And I know you're a major contributor for the PDN training tour, so maybe you could give everybody a update on what's going on with that. Yeah, it, it, it's been a busy spring, man. I mean, business-wise, things have been growing, and I have several instructors that are teaching too. Um, as you know, as we were talking um, before about, you know, one of our fortes is the night vision stuff, and that's really starting to ramp up because people love the night vision. Yeah, I and, just got uh, my, sorry, but, sorry to interrupt, but I just got my first yeah. taste of that uh, this week. Somebody yeah. brought a set in, and I was messing around with it. And man, it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm gonna have to hop in on one of your night vision night fighter courses for sure because that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, we we say it's a it's a superpower um, that you can actually you don't have to be born with <laughs> being able to see in the dark. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's almost a little weird because when you're when you're doing it, you're like, oh yeah, the guys in the room who don't have night vision can't see what I'm doing right now. It's really funny. Almost. Uh, it, oh, yeah. it's surreal really. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll do that every once in a while on the, uh, on the firing line on the range during the class is just, I'll flip my MBGs up and realize there's all this stuff going on. And if you don't have <laughs> night vision goggles, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, don't see any guys moving around and shooting and all that stuff. And, and this was like, yep. Yeah, when the lights go out, the man who can see in the dark is a king. <laughs> That's for sure. So, so, so. Anyway, um, you got some classes yeah. still coming up on the tour, right? Yeah, uh, and you're teaching all yep. over the place. Yeah, we're all over the place. Um, I actually have a uh, um, class next weekend in uh, in Fort Meade, Florida. Um, it's going to be hot, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a combat carbine course. But, okay. uh, you know, the Florida guys are tough. They can handle the heat. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I'll be out on the road almost all month next month uh, of September. We've got a, a night vision class out in uh, the Los Angeles area, um, kicking off the night fighter season, and then have a law enforcement course in the middle of all that. And um, the final one that's associated with the tour is a combat carbine course uh, September 17th and 18th in Exeter, California, that's been hosted by 
uh, other um, PDN people, um, Exeter Gunslingers. I think they're involved with PDN as well, or not sure. But uh, Rob teaches out there all the time. They're uh, they're friends of um, ICE training for sure. Cool. That's I love seeing uh, great training classes happening behind enemy lines and you know behind the Iron Curtain in California and Massachusetts Absolutely. and Maryland and all the places where they love to restrict obviously new york and whatnot so it's great to see you guys uh you know bringing really good uh training to to the yeah. people that don't well what, what a lot of people don't realize is that california is my home state so i'm i'm more than happy to go home and train you know my fellow partisans mm. awesome well hopefully it'll be a thing of the past one of these days that you know they become the restrictive state argument or talk or debate will be thing in the past hopefully soon <laughs> it'll probably take a couple yeah, of years I hope but so. yeah so things... yeah, it might it might take a while but I, I think we've we've definitely you know with the, the recent supreme court decisions and stuff like that have a lot more ammo um to uh to fight against some of the uh you know some of the laws that are going on out there and in other places yeah that works out with way. yeah for sure and so if someone wants to jump in one of your classes uh Don, how can they find you? Where should they go and uh, sign up? Yeah, so if you're looking for what's on the schedule, um, the best place is go straight to the horse's mouth. And it's uh, the website is uh, greenlinetactical.com. Uh, greenline, one, one big word, greenlinetactical.com. And all the classes that are um, currently available are on there. Um, right now, the schedule ends at the end of this calendar year, but we're... Um, we're quickly starting to open up the books and get uh, 23 um, kind of fleshed out. So in the next month or two, we'll be probably the first couple quarters of next year as well. But yeah, GreenLineTactical.com has all the info and stuff. And, you know, Instagram, GreenLineTactical and, and all that is, is there too. But if you're, if you're looking specifically for um, dates and locations, go to the website. All right. Awesome, man. I appreciate you. And we'll get you on again soon. So we're We're going to a break, but you should go to the rapidfireradio.us website and check out the latest Rapid Fire gear. Show your Pro 2A by wearing a shirt, hat, or grab a flag. Go to rapidfireradio.us and click on Get Rapid Fire Gear. More after this. I'm Toby Leary. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex.
Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. It's always great talking with Don Edwards. We're going to try and get him up to Cape Gunworks uh, probably next spring for one of his uh, low-light, no-light classes and one of his red-dot classes. So, Or press him into a three days of service and, and get the uh, a combat carbine class as well, like a defensive-focused carbine. But he's one of the best in the business. I've taken one of his classes, and uh, it was pretty cool. Um, so love having him join the show whenever he can. Uh, but before we j- had him join the show, we were talking about the Freedom Index and the cases we're uh, looking at. And obviously, we're tracking the one that's in Massachusetts as well, which is Granada v. v. Healy, challenge to Massachusetts ban on common handguns, handgun roster, which brings up a question. And you can answer the question if you call us or dial in or or text or just type into the chat. But 508-444-2120 is the rapid fire line. If mass approved weapons roster went away, what gun would you go out and buy? Now, I haven't opened it up to the assault weapons ban going away yet. But just the, ah, what the heck, throw it out there. Let's just have our, you know dream come true here and throw out the assault weapons ban and the Massachusetts approved weapons roster all in one fail swoop. And I say that because um, there, there is a lawsuit. Actually, there's two lawsuits in California right now that are challenging the California assault weapons ban. But I don't want to get ahead of myself because I want to talk about that a little bit in a minute. But in Massachusetts, what would you buy if you could buy anything you wanted? What would be the first gun you'd you'd go out and get? And you know, it's funny because we've we've been Glock blocked so long <laughs> by uh, the approved weapons roster, which is even a tease. Because guess what? The Glocks are on the approved weapons roster, and we still can't buy them as civilians here in Massachusetts because. We not only have the mass-approved weapons roster, but we have the Attorney General's regulations, which are an extra layer of roadblock and infringement on the constitutionally protected rights of the good people of this country. So not only do they have to meet, it's like a two-tiered system that they have to meet in order to be sold in this state, but... The Glock has met all of the require, testing requirements to be um, put on the approved weapons roster list. And uh, Professor Claus says he'd get the Glock 43X. I, would it be the MOS version or just the standard? The MOS or standard? I don't know. All right. Well, then he'd have to pony up for a red dot. So he'll start off slow and get the 43X. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> the the point of the matter is we have a two rung or two saw two hurdles to jump over it's like a hurdle then a snake infested pit and then another hurdle that we have to get over if we want to buy the guns we want and so you know for me i i think about this a lot and you know i i would probably buy the nighthawk counselor not because i would ever carry the gun but because i love it so much and it's just amazing and i'd get it cut for ios but that's just my own personal opinion um so i'd probably get the nighthawk counselor but anyway so 
jumping ahead, um, what gun would you get? Uh, you know, feel free to call in 508-444-2120 or text it in or jump in the chat. And uh, there's one of the parties of the lawsuit on this in California is um, it's uh, oh, what the heck's the guy's name? He's um, uh, excuse me one sec. It's uh, Reno, Reno May. And he is one of the plaintiffs in that lawsuit in California. And so he posed that same question to the people of California. What would you get if you could get whatever you want? Uh, so I, I have a feeling Glock would open the floodgates. Uh, most people would start out with that and then, um, you know, it would move on from there. But the interesting thing about California is I was talking with um, – one of the owners of a couple of ranges and gun stores in California, and he has two locations. And he said that Glock, only reason Glock still manufactures the Gen 3 Glocks is because of California. And think about this. California contributes uh, or can, uh, constitutes 40% of all of Glock sales. That's how massive the demand is in California. I know I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show, but... of all Glock sales are to California and they can only sell the Gen 3. So that doesn't even include the Gen 4 or 5 Glocks that are sold to the rest of the country. That's just California. So that's why they continue to manufacture the Gen 3. I'm sure they want to drop it like a hot rock, but because they can't, because of the market share is too big in California. So this uh, guy I was talking to at the retail advisory council meeting in at Smith and Wesson said that when this roster goes away in California, there will be the largest sucking sound ever heard from all of distribution. He said right now in distribution channels, there are not enough guns to satisfy the need for California alone. They think about this. You know, as bad as it is in Massachusetts, they have not had a new handgun added to their roster since 2013 because they have a, I think it's a four-tier requirement for gun being added to the roster. It has to have a thumb safety uh, or a manual safety of some sort. It has to have a magazine disconnect. It has to have a loaded chamber indicator. And it has to have micro-stamping, which is technology that really doesn't even exist. Um, It it has been said to have been worked out, but it isn't. There's no way. And, like, as soon as your gun is dirty, how is it going to micro-stamp your case on what the serial number and blah, blah, blah is on the gun? Or who's to say they can't change the firing pin as soon as they buy the gun? Like, this is stupid technology. And, again, all it is is really just another roadblock or impediment to you being able to exercise your constitutional rights. But the market in California is so large that when that ban is removed ultimately, and it will be, I believe in the next, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, but it'll probably be in the next couple of years that it'll be like freedom week that occurred a few uh, years ago. when uh, (laughs) judge Benitez said that the magazine Ban was unconstitutional. They had a week where they could buy high capacity or standard capacity magazines is the better term, but uh, 
and every distributor in the country pointed their trucks to California, and they were shipping them in by the pallet. Magpul, you know, every company on earth was sending all these magazines to California. Like, you could not get, I had distributors call me and laugh. Like, I couldn't send you a magazine if I wanted to right now because we've been told by ownership to send every high-capacity magazine to California or standard-capacity magazine to uh, California. So it was hysterical, you know, that, and then Judge Benitez put a stay on his own decision because it was appealed to the uh, Ninth Circuit. But anyway, the, the point of the matter is those magazines that were sold during Freedom Week are still being um, legally owned and maintained by the people that bought them there. And it also made the enforcement of the high-capacity magazine ban impossible because how do you prove that you bought it during Freedom Week? Or how can they prove you didn't? So it's just a ridiculous law now. And I know in L.A. County, et cetera, et cetera, they have already um, stopped enforcing the high-capacity weapons ban and uh, magazine ban and the assault weapons ban. But I think about that, like, if you were to eliminate these rosters in Massachusetts and Connecticut, how the rest of the country isn't going to sit idly by and just watch every gun go to these two states uh, for the next few months. But there literally is not enough guns in distribution channels right now or in manufacturing channels to satisfy this need. That is really the, the amazing part of this whole equation. They have been stunted from exercising their Second Amendment rights since 2013. And unless you're a cop, a cop can buy whatever gun he wants, I guess, in Mass- in uh, California, whereas Massachusetts, they are still subject to the approved weapons roster, but they're not subject to the attorney general regulations, which in both cases is so amazing to me because what it's saying is you, the citizen of Massachusetts or California, cannot possess these guns because they haven't been vetted. They haven't been tested for sale in this state. We don't know if they're safe enough for you to possess. However, law enforcement can buy these unsafe guns and own and possess them. It's like, what? Like, why should law enforcement have unsafe guns in their possession? If the if they're too dangerous for mere citizens to possess, how is it that law enforcement can have them? Do they know something we don't know? Do they have superpower? Do they are they immune to dangerous guns blowing up in their hand and you know vaporizing and turning them into pulsating liquid flesh? I mean, what what is it that they have that we don't? It doesn't make any sense. And it proves the ridiculousness of the laws in the first place. Like, we know that it was just a roadblock and an impediment to the free exercise of your rights. And that makes it all the more uh, obvious to anyone paying attention that that is exactly what it is. And the fact that lower courts have historically supported or upheld these states' decisions to ban common and ordinary guns from people being able to buy them, even with the conflict of 
law enforcement being able to buy them um, is ridiculous. So I look forward to this going away. And not let's not forget that what the uh, the fact that there's really a two tier justice system here, where government can own one level of firearm, and then the mere mortals or the mere peasantry or the serfs can only have other stuff. And really, that's the conflict at at its core, is why does government get to own certain types of arms when the founders wanted it to be the opposite and say that the power rests in the people and they are the ones who are able to hold the court, I mean, hold government accountable through the free exercise and peaceable ownership of firearms. And then only tyrants want to restrict them and restrict private ownership. So if you don't trust responsible citizens of this country with arms, I have a serious distrust of you, conversely, because what is it you're trying to slip past that you don't want us to know about? And if you're worried about an armed populace, um, then I guess we should be worried about you, right? Isn't that the way this works? That's the way I see it. But what do you think? 508-444-2120. We're going to get to your questions next. This is a talk radio show that talks all about 2A um, questions and debates. And remember to go to capegunworks.com and use discount code CAPECOD if you want a special savings. We're, we're happy to give it to you. It's an amazing savings, and that's Cape Cod. Go to capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us to get your special discount today. More after this with your questions. We will be right back. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. SnapSafe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, Guns, Freedom, Second Amendment, and Self-Defense. And going right to the chat, so go ahead and type your question in or answer my question, which was, what gun are you buying as soon as the roster goes bye-bye? So um, from the email line, we have someone who says, Toby, I'm looking to do a P80 Glock build in Massachusetts. I like the size of the Glock 17 lower, but the size of the Glock 19 upper for concealment. Would the G45 be the best choice? Um, unfortunately, you can't 
Polymer 80 doesn't quite make that combination yet, the Glock 45 combo. So there's probably someone out there that can tell you how to modify it, but honestly, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, you're probably limited to getting a uh, Glock 45 lower right now and then putting the G19 upper on it. Um, John wants to know if it's legal in mass to get the MMP 15 Volunteer XV DMR rifle, and unfortunately not until that pesky assault weapons ban goes away, which has been denying the people of Massachusetts their civil rights since 1994. Long time. So it's high time that goes into the sunset where all other bad legislation goes to die. So I can't wait to see that. Um, Let's see. uh, So Charles says he shares all the information we give with everyone he knows, especially Mass 2A information. Great. I'm really happy to hear that we're having some effect out there. So that's good. And uh, let's see. Um, he's converting anti-gunners into 2A supporters each day. Conversation does work. Don't be discouraged. I agree. Just being a responsible gun owner and taking new people to the range and also having that conversation in a cool-headed manner without resorting to uh, lobbing, you know, insults is is awesome. So, And HPS, thank you very much. He says, Cape Con Works is the best place in mass to start shooting, so give us a shot. Thank you very much, brother. Uh, So let's see. um, The self-defense stories help, especially the California convenience store story that recently happened. Yeah, I would agree. And that brings me to um, an article I want to talk about. Um, A Beaumont man is charged after being shot multiple times by a store clerk during Friday night robbery. This is in uh, Beaumont, Texas. A 62-year-old man is in custody in the hospital after he was shot multiple times during a late Friday night robbery. Beaumont police responded to the Everest Food Mart located on the 2800 block of East Tex Freeway after receiving a call about a robbery in progress. Officer Haley Morrow told 12 News crew at the scene that the store clerk said a man entered the store with a knife and robbed her. The man was later identified as William Coleman, according to the police department release. While police were on their way to the scene, they told the clerk they were told the clerk had shot Coleman multiple times. Officers arrived at the store within minutes of receiving the initial call, and uh, Coleman was taken to the area hospital to be treated for serious injuries. He was later charged with aggravated robbery. And uh, once Coleman is released from the hospital, guess what? He'll get a free ride to the Jefferson County Jail and be held on $250,000 bond, which New York should take notice of what they're doing there. Bringing him straight to jail and not a $5,000 bond. It's a $250,000 bond. And just on a hunch, if the guy was robbing a convenience store, he probably doesn't have $250K in the bank. Uh, Clerk suffered minor injuries. He's lucky about that. And uh, it says he entered the store and attacked the clerk with a knife, at which point the clerk pulled out a gun and shot him. It's a developing story, and we'll update you as more information comes out. Uh, But then the Beaumont Police Department released um, basically the same information. And uh, so, you know, they did point out that armed assault with a knife is a felony crime in Beaumont, Texas. 
if you couldn't figure that out yourself. So, yeah, I agree with you that um, these stories do help. And I, I was talking about how they, um, when these get national attention, that people do respond to these violent threats and defend themselves with a firearm. Uh, it should continue to get good national news attention because according to that Georgetown University study, 1.67 million times a year people defend themselves with arms. And then that other uh, study, I think it was a Kent, um, I can't remember the exact organization that did it, but they said upwards of 2 million times or 2.5 million times a year people defend themselves with firearms. So that's really good. Um, Let's see. uh, Tom says he would go out and buy the Wilson Combat XD9 if he could today. So once that ban is, you know, right now we're just making our Christmas wish list, right? It's like, uh, you know, Santa, when, when the... This ban goes away. I would really like to have fill in the blank. And Davey says, I just want a Henry Axe. Damn you, Healy. And that's another one that, like, is so obviously an infringement. Like, it's it's a uh, pistol grip firearm, but it really is kind of a, uh, you know, it's a rifle caliber that's kind of a pistol grip firearm that isn't like somebody's going to... Uh, I don't even want to enter into that conversation, but it's it's not exactly the choice, the firearm of choice when it comes to uh, criminals out there. And I will say that I love the fact that the last three national news stories about uh, people defending themselves with firearms, uh, I guess it isn't the last three, but three recent ones, where the perps had the dreaded AR-15. Two out of the three were stopped with a, nine millimeter handgun uh we already know the efficacy of the nine millimeter because the commander-in-chief told us it'll blow your lungs out jim (laughs) it blows them right out of the body so we know that that is like a weapon of mass destruction that i'm sure some politicians going to want to ban very soon and um but two out of the three were defeated with a nine millimeter handgun the one in west virginia Charleston, West Virginia, that he shot into the uh, graduation party. The other one was um, the the woman who, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the uh, the young gentleman in Indiana in the mall. And then, as of recently, the, the liquor store owner, the 80-year-old liquor store owner in California, who shot the guy with a shotgun. So, anyway, uh, I think that's all good news and showing that the AR-15 is not this weapon of mass destruction that vaporizes everything in its path. People with ordinary, you know, guns were able to defeat the threat um, and maintain their own personal lives in the process. So Charles is saying, dang it, he didn't know he needed night vision until now. I already have something in my cart. Shh, the wife can't know about this one. Don't worry, Charles, your secret is safe with me. I won't tell anybody, I promise. And in fact, I'll even give you the receipt that says you paid whatever amount you want for it. Uh, Because that's the service that we offer here. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But uh, we'll talk more about this. Oh my gosh, it's the end of the first hour. I can't believe it. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Remember, the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So settle down. Don't panic. Rapidfireradio.us or you can call the Rapid Fire line 
508-444-2120. You can ask your questions. We're going to continue on with all your questions in the second hour. Um, So check out our online content. Go to capegumworks.com or rapidfireradio.us. Remember that freedom's always going to be on the right side of history. So stay tuned. We'll see you next time, or we'll see you on the other side. I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today.
2A Talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. This is the second hour, so make sure you tune in at rapidfireradio.us every week to join the conversation. And now you can call the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. Call or text or leave a message. That's 508-444-2120. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms because the censors are against us. We see very little of our content shared unless you share it for us because we can't promote it. We can't get in the algorithms and it won't be suggested to you unless you like and subscribe, share and broadcast it far and wide. And that's the way we get the message out. So I thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure every week doing this podcast. I enjoy it. I love talking to you guys about all things around guns. And so it's um, it's a really interesting thing that people love to talk about guns. And uh, I discovered this years ago when I, um, when I would go on local talk radio, we'd, we'd go on the Ed Lambert show or something like that. And all of a sudden the phone lines would just heat up and we were just in there to, you know, talk about some bill or something that was coming down the pipeline. And all of a sudden we're taking calls and people would call and it was made for good radio and then um, we started doing it more often, and and then we did the Howie Carr show a couple times, and now I'm a contributor to the Grace Curley show every Tuesday afternoon on uh, 2A Tuesday. So if you haven't listened to the Grace Curley show, I encourage you to do so. And every Tuesday from 2 to 2.45, we're taking your questions and all that good stuff. So uh, before the break, uh, we were talking about you know, what gun you would buy if the Massachusetts weapons roster went away. And even I'll throw it out there, if the assault weapons ban goes away, um, that would be, what What would you get? And uh, I got a couple people, Chris is saying, yes, I'd buy a Glock. I would buy anything that didn't have a fixed mag. <laughs> wow. So, you know, that's, that's the spirit of the uh, human element, right? We love freedom. And so right now we have something called a fixed mag AR in Massachusetts because we can't sell AR-15s. But if the magazine is fixed to the gun, it can't be considered an assault weapon um, because the, that is the major uh, you know, contributing factor to making it an assault weapon. It's basically like a tube fed or whatever. So if the magazine is non-detachable, you can't consider it an assault weapon. So people are like, well, I still want like the AR platform, so I'm going to buy this. And uh, that's the the point of what I'm trying to say is people want what they can't have, right? If government's telling them you can't have something, that's the exact thing they want. And government's been telling us for far too long what we can't have when the power rests in the hands of the people. And the fact is government has illegally denied you your constitutional rights. They've conspired against you to deny you from your constitutionally protected rights. And that is a treasonous felony and it is a violation of their oath of office. And they should immediately be uh, impeached on that alone. But that's a whole other subject. So let's get back to to the question at hand. What gun do you want? When the mass roster, the California roster, the Connecticut, the Maryland, New York, whatever other banned states have restrictions on firearms, 
What is it that you're buying? Uh, let me know what you think. It's 508-444-2120. And uh, Cape Cod uh, Garbage is saying, I have the hardest time finding a holster for my Security 9 with a flashlight attachment. Can I help them out? Any suggestions? Yes, we can definitely get you one custom made if you want to bring it in um, or come on in or call us. We'll do a special order for you and we can get it made. Just We need to know little bit more information is it the compact is it the full size what what flashlight brand do you have on there and we can get it made we also have the new um black hawk form and mold holster which is actually a pretty good holster i'm i'm surprised i tried it out for like a day i had to make sure it really worked before i would put it on the rack and because it did work really well i was actually surprised at how well it worked um I decided to sell it in the store, so we have those in stock, and I'm sure we could make that work for you. So Scud Force wants to know if the SOCOM M1A Scout is legal in mass, and it is as long as it has some Mascanistan uh, compliance work done to it. So um, you can, you know, uh, consult with us about that. We, we, we do sell them all the time, so... Uh, we just need to do a little bit of work on it so to make sure it meets the unconstitutional ban here in Massachusetts. So we don't want anyone to become the uh, the case for bad law to be tried. We'd rather fight it on the other end, in which case, you know, challenge it, especially in light of the Bruin decision. And Liberty is Liberty Biberty is saying, when is the suppressor ban over? That's a great question. And I think that would be the natural progression of, you know, let's get rid of the assault weapons ban. Let's get to the mass approved weapons roster. And then, yes, let's get away. Let's do away with this suppressor ban, which is ridiculous. I think the whole NFA should go bye bye if you ask me. But um, the suppressor ban is ridiculous. We're one of eight states that ban suppressors so i think it's perfectly reasonable to show that 42 states legally sell possess maintain you can even hunt with suppressors in a lot of states even gun banning europe a lot of the states that ban guns in europe and make it extremely restrictive have the ability to own suppressors and they consider it uh, very rude if you shoot your gun unsuppressed. Uh, it's it's not looked upon kindly. It's just rude and inconsiderate to fire off a gun without a suppressor. Um, if you think if you think suppressors are like Hollywood, where it makes them silent and they're like pew 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 like this little bird chirping in the background. Uh, come on down someday and I'll do a little demonstration of what it's like to shoot a gun with a suppressor because it's certainly not. It's barely hearing safe outside, definitely not hearing safe inside. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other subject for a different day. And I agree, once the suppressor ban goes away, I'm sure a lot of people will have their um, eyes wide open and say, hey, this is amazing, I can own them but it would be better if we can own them without the nfa shaking us down for a 200 dollars tax um which is just ridiculous again go back to the constitution and and read it 
and see how that goes. All right, from the chat line, uh, hi, Toby. 11 years ago when I lived in New Hampshire, I bought a SIG 226 chambered in nine. It included a 22 uh, exchange kit. About five years ago, I moved to Massachusetts, but I left the firearm with a friend in New Hampshire who owns and knows how to secure guns. My question is, can I bring this SIG into mass? It, it has two 15-round mags, which I know are banned, and can I get 10-round mags for the 226? Is it a forever banned firearm in mass? No, the good news is, uh, signed, confused on the cape. All right, confused on the cape. Well, uh, the SIG 226 is a firearm that you can legally own in Massachusetts, so you are good to go. Um, you don't have to worry about that one here in Massachusetts. You can uh, have them ship it down to us, and we can do the transfer for you. Uh, at this point, because you left it in New Hampshire, it would be an illegal transfer across state lines to just go back and get it. Um, so just have them ship it down to Massachusetts. Unless the magazines were made prior to September 13th, 1994, and you would know that based on when you bought the gun um, originally, then those mags have to stay in New Hampshire or in my shop. Unfortunately, I can't release them until the ban goes away. So, um, But yes, there's 10-round mags especially available for that. So. Um, you can get that. So. But tell us what you think. What gun are you buying? 508-444-2120 is the number if you want to leave a message or give us a call. Uh, and if you're hearing this and you don't have a gun license yet in Massachusetts, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only classes and couples classes. So you want to sign up at capegunworks.com. Don't forget about the discount code CAPECOD. And we will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Federal ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. 
so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltechSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and this is the weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we're going to jump right back to your questions, but I wanted to tell you guys about that there's an update in that case um, where the uh, ATF agent was taking pictures of that FFL's uh, bound book. So... Pretty interesting um, how the the store that was involved in that um, involved in that situation wants answers, and uh, they at the end of the audit they were they were basically told um, that they would be referred for a uh, revocation of their FFL for some you know what they say is minor. Uh, you know, jot and tittle type of things, which is part of the ATF's zero tolerance task force, which we knew was coming based on um, the whole, the whole, uh, you know, once the zero tolerance task force was, was talked about, we knew that this is where it was headed. Um, But because they're going to find that dealers aren't selling guns out the back door to, uh, prohibited people and because that is uh, not happening they're going to have to hang their hat on the millions and millions of dollars of appropriations that have been spent in the in the effort to try to you know crack down on these evil ffls so um the bottom line is uh this guy wants answers and it turns out that this ffl um the the agent that was taking pictures of the the bound book it was her own personal cell phone which is crazy and you know the last show i did i was i didn't get through all the questions but uh some one of the texters on the question uh, on the chat line said i can no longer do business with your store because you guys keep records of every transaction that you do and that is just a you know poison dart straight to the feds so when they want names of people who bought stuff in your store they're going to be able to subpoena your books and you know and i'm thinking to myself like okay of all the things that i've lost a customer i don't generally lose customers too often cuz i feel like we do a pretty good job of taking care of the customer but of all the things to be mad about the fact that i keep good records 
And people appreciate that when they like lose their receipt or something like that or or want to know what gun they bought or whatever. The ATF appreciates the fact that I keep good records because that's what get enables me to stay in business. If I somehow didn't record every transaction of gun transactions, I wouldn't be in business anymore. But the, the fact that I lost a customer over this means he's going to some other store that is going to be the, uh, you know, cash pirate or something. I don't know. Keeps no records of what they do. But anyway, um, that's just the sidetrack of what I'm trying to talk about here. But this. So people are upset at me for taking records. But imagine an ATF agent coming in and taking snaps of pictures of all of the bound books to, of every gun that was disposed of and having that on their own personal phone. Like that's ridiculous. And this guy, this, this store wants, wants answers rightfully so. And I think it is absolutely amazing to me that um, I guess it was very hostile right from the get go when, when this, uh, a, this agent showed up and they basically said, you're like the wild, wild West or something like that. And, and uh, you know, conducted the um, the audit in, in a very hostile manner, which thankfully for us has not been the the situation for us. Uh, but anyway, that's just a sidebar of uh, what's going on. And it says here that the gun store behind the viral video, which he didn't even want to release that video, he was hoping there would be some resolution, but he because he was referred to the ATF for revocation, he did. Um, So the gun store behind the viral video showing potential misconduct by the ATF wants an investigation into the matter. Dave Nagel, owner of Black Metal Firearms in Mesa, Arizona, said he was outraged by an ATF inspector taking pictures of his sales records on her personal phone last December. He spoke to the reload after a video he posted of the inspector photographing his sales records and it racked up tens of thousands of views on Instagram and received coverage in multiple gun publications. Now he wants an explanation for the inspector's actions. The world wants to see what's going on here, Nagel told the Reload. If the right people can take that information, hold the ATF accountable for what they're doing, help put an end to these practices and save a few people's livelihoods, uh, that's all this is about. The ATF declined to say whether it is investigating the inspectors over Nagel's video accusations. We are unable to comment on any specific investigations or inspection, Eric Longnecker, Deputy Chief of Public Affairs Division for the ATF, told the Reload. However, any claims reported by the licensee to ATF would be investigated. Uh, The dispute represents a high-profile flashpoint between the agency and the industry it oversees. It comes as the ATF implements President Joe Biden's zero-tolerance approach towards regulating gun makers and dealers. It uh, It may test how well the agency under freshly confirmed director Steve Dettelback can continue to foster relationships with the gun businesses it heavily relies on to report potential crimes while revoking licenses over what the industry views as minor infractions, utilizing controversial enforcement tactics or allowing infractions by staff to go unpunished. The thing most people don't realize is there's mistakes that are made on forms when people fill them out or uh, when the you know, staff or clerk, you know, that sells the gun fills out their end of the form. And those are infractions that are revocable offenses. Typically, the ATF 
is like, okay, we're, we're going to warn you. We're going to refer you to a warning conference. We're going to dress you down on the how many infractions you had and, and don't do it again, okay? And it, in general, if the FFL isn't selling guns out the back door, doesn't have missing firearms, doesn't have untagged guns on the wall and, you know, doing stupid stuff, then they are like, okay, you're trying to do the right thing, so we're going to work with you on this. Well, part of this zero-tolerance approach is going to set these dealers up for disaster. And unless you have some algorithmic computer software that can catch these type of infractions or you have multiple people looking over forms, um, the ATF, when they come in, oftentimes have two or three uh, IOs or agents in the building and they look it over, then they hand the form to the next person. They look it over, then they hand the form to the next person. They look it over and they're all looking for little infractions. And I've talked about it before that, you know, if you live in uh, New York city and you put NYC as the city you live in, that is an infraction. You have to spell out the the town that you live in, but go figure. Um, It brings up a good quote that I'd like to read. Guard with jealous attention the public liberty. Suspect everyone who approaches that jewel. Unfortunately, nothing will preserve it but downright force. Whenever you give up that force, you are ruined. The great object is that every man be armed. Everyone who is able might have a gun. That was none other than Patrick Henry in his speech to the Virginia Ratifying Convention on June 5th, 1788. So that's how our founding fathers treated liberty. Um, So defend it and guard with jealous attention to the public liberty and suspect everyone who approaches that jewel. So any tyrant or politician or oath breaker that wants to violate your enumerated rights, you should vehemently oppose And you shouldn't be satisfied until they are out of office and they can no longer continue to break their oath of office. I want to bring your attention to something else that is interesting, and it kind of goes along the line of what we were just talking about, um, that FFLs come September are going to have to report on all denials and delays to the feds, and we're going to have to give name, addresses, uh, and et cetera to all the uh, to the ATF and to the federal government anybody who is uh, who is denied or delayed so I'll read here uh, from the the statement um, the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2022 was signed into law on March 15th 2022 section 1101 of the act included the Nix Denial Notification Act of 2022. The act requires the Attorney General report a background check denial to state authorities and will require the FBI Criminal Instant uh, Justice Information Service Division National Instant Check System section to report on all FBI Nix denied transactions to local law enforcement. Excuse me, I said that we're going to have to report it to the feds. We're going to have to report it to local law enforcement. I apologize. Within 24 hours, beginning October 1st, 2022, the next section plans to implement this change on September 26, 2022. 
All the denial notification will include the date and time of denial, the reason for the denial, the location of the federal firearms license, and the identity of the person. The NICS denial notification will be translated uh, electronically to the appropriate receiving authorities within each state based on the city, state, county, and zip code combination of the FFL location and the city, state, county, and different, if different, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the NICS section is working diligently on developing the tools to make this notification as seamless as possible to make the necessary notifications. All FFLs will be required to provide the buyer's complete address as recorded. Uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, 4473 forms. Uh, so anyway, it's coming soon, uh, which honestly, if somebody's lying on the form and illegally trying to buy a gun, I don't care about that. What I care about is all the people that get delayed. That's ridiculous, and that they should not be subject to any criminal investigation, especially before their the outcome of their their instant check. So anyway, don't forget the Veterans Top Shot Invitational is right around the corner. We have openings, and the contest is on September 10th. You don't want to miss it. It supports great veterans charities. Go to TopShotInvitational.com to sign up today. That's TopShotInvitational.com to sign up today. You don't want to miss out. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back to the Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we're going to jump right back on to your questions um, because I neglected it that whole first segment. And uh, Cape Cod says, something I want to do in Massachusetts is find a way to change the self-defense law to stand your ground from duty to retreat in public. It's unfair to get assaulted and be forced to run. I think your perception of the duty to retreat is a little bit off. Um, If you're in immediate threat for great bodily harm or injury, then I don't think you have to try to get out of the way or dodge a bullet. You know what I mean? It's whenever your life or your family member's life is in immediate danger of great bodily harm or injury, you can respond. In either case, you could be charged 
if it's a stand your ground or a you know duty to retreat situation the duty to retreat type of situation i i think is appropriate if you're probably shouldn't be getting involved in the first place in other words like it could escalate and i agree with you i do think it should be stand your ground all the way around but let's put it this way i'm not going to be thinking about my duty to retreat if someone's about to assault my family or myself i'm going to be responding to that because the threat of jail time or uh you know any legal charges is so far secondary on that use of force continuum that uh, i'm not even going to be worried about it uh really it comes way down on the list of importance to going home to my wife or protecting one of my family members. So the problem I see with stand your ground is it gets, I think, mischaracterized in some cases to people wanting to, you know, use force where they probably wouldn't need to. So it comes down to could versus should. Like just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? In some cases, if uh, I have no business injecting myself into a situation and then it gets escalated because I injected myself into that situation. Yeah, I could rely on stand your ground, but it also might have made the problem 10 times worse. I'd rather be a good witness, call 911. Again, unless somebody's life is really in danger. But if you think about it too, are you 100% positive about who the bad guy is and who the good guy is? So sometimes getting involved could go horribly wrong just because you don't know all the facts of the situation. So as it pertains to you and on the individual level, that's obvious who the bad guy is and who the good guy is. And I would rather uh, let it go to go legal if it has to rather than go home in a body bag. So I, I wouldn't worry too, too much about that. And I don't know that you really need to change much. What I do recommend doing is getting good insurance, either U.S. Law Shield or uh, USCCA. Uh, those are the two that I recommend that I think are very, very good and making sure you have some legal protection in the aftermath of a defensive situation. And both of those organizations will defend you no matter what the weapon of expedience is. It doesn't have to be a gun. So anyway, something to think about. Um, and Chris says if it goes away, he's getting an MP5. Uh, so that's cool. And uh, Cape Cod notices that the next John Wick will be sure to add the 9mm blowing out lungs. They, f- they forgot to add it in the last three. You're right about that. And how about his little piece of armor protection, his suit that, like, it's a fabric that he just pulled up in front of his head that stops those 9mm. That can't be true. And New York Outcast says, 9mm the king of the world. <laughs> Don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday and Ladies Night on Thursdays or try our range experience package. No gun licenses required for any of those activities. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281 603 0066. 
Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we're going right back to your questions. If you want to be a part of the show, dial 508-444-2120 or text and leave a message, um, and we will get to it. So let's see. Davey says, if the NFA goes away, I'd ask Santa for an M79. You're a big Terminator 2 fan. Yeah, those would be kind of cool to have, no doubt about it. And Mello says, I would probably buy the new Banshee in 5.56. That's, a, I think, a CMMG gun. Uh, and let's see. Uh, Charles is saying, I'm currently looking into the AR platform. I'd like to get something moderately priced and be able to use multiple upper barrel lengths, mass compliant, of course. Any suggestions? Well, if you want something moderately priced, it's going to have to be a fixed mag AR, which you then can change the uppers around. Um if you buy it as a as a lower only, you can then build it into a pistol, believe it or not. Um, even here in the People's Republic of Massachusetts. So uh, build it into a pistol with a brace and whatnot. And then you can put whatever length upper you want. Or if you get it as a rifle, a carbine, you can always throw a, another upper as long as it's a you know 16-inch upper. Um, so the good news about the fixed mag is you can have all the other evil features you want, like an adjustable stock, a flash hider, a bayonet lug, if that really is important to you, um, you know, et cetera, a folding stock and whatnot. But, and Chris is clarifying that his MP5 would technically be the SP5. So, yeah, you're right. Um, but that would be a cool gun to own in Massachusetts. But And Cape Cod says, I want a SCAR, but it's actually legal in Massachusetts uh, so I guess I wish for the money to buy one. So, uh, yeah, you can get the SCAR. Um, I have one of the cool SCAR heavies coming in uh, with the camo pattern on them. They're, they've been all the rage lately. So it's pretty neat. Um, I don't know when it'll be here, but I've definitely ordered it. So it'll be fun and awesome to have. So I'm getting well supplied today by the polar beverages here. So that's a good good thing keeping me going. Uh, keeping me well hydrated. All right, uh, from the text line, best stock, full or mid-size 9mm handgun for home defense. Possible carry under $2,000. And what do you think of the SIG Legion line from Sam and Hopkinton? And a Cape Gunworks customer when I'm on the Cape. Cool. Well, Sam, um, I would say under $2,000, the best one that I would recommend would probably be like the Optics Ready VP9. Um, it's a well under that threshold. It's really a about I think a eight ninety nine or nine hundred ninety nine dollar gun, right around a thousand bucks. 
might be even a little less. But I like the Optics Ready VP9 for a full size. If you want to carry it uh, and get a carry size gun, then I would get like the SIG 365XL or the Shield Plus Optic Ready. Um, I like their four inch barrel with the, the they make a Crimson Trace uh, red dot sight that comes from the factory installed on that. That's a great gun. And the nice thing about that is you don't have a thumb safety uh, to contend with like you would on the 365XL. However, you can build it up. It'll cost you a little over a grand if you build it up and do it really custom. Like I built one for a guy the other day or he built it really, bought all the parts. Um, But he got like the SIG, um, their Spartan Lower, which is the laser stippled um, grip module. And then he got the uh, the fire control unit, which is the flat face trigger, and it doesn't have the thumb safety. And then he put a cool aftermarket slide on, and we built, you know, helped him build that with all the internal parts, etc. And it came out sweet. So that would be a great gun for carry at 365 XL size with a red dot optic and everything. And you'd be under that two thousand dollar range. Um, you could also build it together with that Sig Spartan parts and stuff we have a couple of those left um, we even got the new sig spartan 320 parts kits in so if you want to build one of those up from the uh, fire control unit you can it's a great way to go and i love their stippling on the grip so uh, the only thing i don't like about them is there's no trigger safety on the sig line but hey i carry one so there you go uh um, I haven't had it go off by itself, which, by the way, SIG has been found not guilty or not responsible for that lawsuit where the, I guess that police officer's gun went off while it was still in the holster after he took it off his body or whatever. Um, but I guess they couldn't prove it or something like that. So um, I have not had Stephen from the reload on my show, G-Webs. Uh, if you want to put me in contact with him, I'd love to have him on the show. Why not? We should. Um, so that would be good. And uh, I feel like what you don't understand is that the government is used to zero errors, no typos, a complete lack of mistakes. They only expect gun shops to be as perfect as them. Come on, man. Yeah, you're right about that, uh, G-Webs. It, uh, if you think about it, like, I always, it cracks me up whenever I read articles about, like, police departments losing handguns or ATF losing track of guns or... Um, you know, and it's okay for them or even the whole fast and furious debacle where they were, you know, working with a gun store down on the border to sell guns to cartels. And they were like, the guy was like, what? Like, you really want me to say? And they're like, yeah, go ahead sell it. You won't be prosecuted. Don't worry. This is a operation we got going. And so he's selling guns over the border to the cartels. And ultimately it was to actually hang the, this gun violence by the illegal gun cart, uh, illegal drug cartels on gun stores of, on border towns. This was part of the activity that they were trying to, you know, pin on law-abiding uh, gun stores. And so he was kind of like, "What? How am I supposed to?" Yeah, don't worry. This is this is an operation. So they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to lose track of guns. They're allowed to lose track of, um, you know, records, etc. And even, like, look at the FBI testimony that's happened this past week. They've had the, you know, FBI FBI Director Ray on the floor. And I found it very funny when Ted Cruz was interviewing him and saying that 
um, the debacle where uh, they were trying to get um, Governor Whitmer, you know, they were FBI informants were involved in this, uh, trying to get this these groups to kidnap the governor and all this. And the four people that were charged, none of them were convicted. And the FBI director in, in charge of that field office, uh, after the four people were not convicted because it was basically entrapment, and I know a couple of them are going to have a retrial, but two of them had a hang trial, and it was thrown out, and the other two were found not guilty basically because of entrapment. And so the FBI that was in charge, director who was in charge of that field office and in charge of that operation got promoted. So that utter debacle, he gets promoted to the D.C. field office, and guess what? He's in charge of the whole J6 investigation now. So it's like... One debacle to the next. It's unbelievable. So, you know, this is government oversight, right? This is this is the people that we want, that certain people want to have centralized power and basically universal centralized power, especially as it relates to firearms. And these same people and same groups, uh, even like take the IRS, who has an incredible paramilitary organization and just got $700,000 worth of ammunition appropriated for uh, the IRS. Like, I didn't know they were doing raids and early morning raids and kicking doors in and taking names. And even if they should be doing that, like that, that sounds scary if you ask me, but um, it's, it's crazy. And government is allowed a long leash to fail continually and, and, those people get promoted, but yet if a gun dealer has a typo or an error or a, a mistake on a 4473 that doesn't result in a prohibited person getting a gun or a gun going missing, it's just the guy who passed the background check, you know, and there's some clerical errors on that, all of a sudden, zero tolerance for you. You're going to be referred for revocation hearing. It's unbelievable. Um, and thank you for dropping that uh, link in the in the chat there, uh, Gun Websites. He he put the Top Shot Invitational link in there if you want to join us. It's going to be awesome. There's four courses of fire. You have 22 pistol, 22 rifle, 9mm pistol, 9mm rifle. You shoot um, 50 feet and uh, 10 rounds with each course of fire. And it's going to be awesome. We're, we sold out the event last year. We are looking forward to another sellout year. And two awesome charities will benefit. Uh, so there you go. Davey's saying, so if you're delayed, you become a prohibited person because you're now under investigation. Uh, you're not a prohibited person because they might come back and say, yep, you got the all clear. Um, but I would recommend you apply for the U-PIN, the federal U-PIN, if you get delayed all the time. Just do it. Uh, so there you have it. And Charles is saying, thank you. I can't wait to get down there. Cape Gunworks is almost two hours away. Planning to make a long weekend trip and maybe hopefully get your wife to take a class. Fingers crossed. Yes, do it. It'll be worth it. I promise. We'll make it worth your while. And we're going to be shipping ammo. So if you need some Cape Gunworks Freedom Seeds, we will deliver it to you, Charles, even though you're two hours away. So that's coming soon to a gun shop near you. Um, great shirt, and the logo will be true should Healy be successful. And she acts like it already happened. This shirt actually came out uh, right after the Day of Infamy. 
on July 20th, 2016, uh, when she unilaterally banned semi-automatic weapons that are in common and ordinary use from being sold in the state of Massachusetts. And she became all three branches of government. And everybody stood behind her and gave her the golf clap and said, thank you for doing our job. And thank you for infringing on the rights so we didn't, won't have to. But yeah, now she's going for the corner office. And hopefully her opponent on the Democratic side will clean her clock. I've never been a Democrat, but I am in this election, maybe. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I don't think they will, but it'd be good. Anyway, uh, it's back. Cape Gunworks is hosting another AR rifle build class on Saturday, August 20th. We will be, guide you through the entire assembly process so you can build your own AR. It will be a fixed mag AR, but you're not going to want to miss out. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar today. I think there's only two spots left, so get in it today. We'll be right back. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. This is Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk show that you can call into and text your questions to 508-444-2120 any time of the day or night. And you can include your first name, location, and your question to 508-444-2120. And if we don't answer your question this show, we're going to try to get to it next time. I promise we will try to get all to all your questions. So call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. Speaking of questions, let's get back at it. And uh, Sam is saying that sounds like what I'm after, the 365 that the customer built. 
and you have a Shield 2.0, not the Plus, that I do like, and I'll stop in to build one. Yeah, the Shield 2.0 Plus is what the gun should have been in the first place, right? And that's the situation we have in a lot of cases. Um, But, you know, hindsight's 2020. SIG really turned the world upside down with that 365XL, or the 365, I should say. And um, But I do love the shield. And the 365 XL, I just shoot very well and natural. And it's funny because the last show, uh, G-Webs took me to task when I got talking grip angle. But after that show, I went out and shot my brand new Zev uh, custom Glock 19. And uh, guess what? When I wasn't using the red dot, I was hitting very high. So that grip angle is still a thing for me. So... Uh, it's pretty funny, but I did, you know, hit high. And then when I started using the sights or trying to get more in a kinesthetic uh, alignment with the target, um, I brought the muzzle down. But it was pretty funny how the first few shots were very high. But then the gun shot awesome and amazing. And um, I turned on the Holosun 507C and shot all the way out to 25 yards. I was trying my own indoor version of the the Dickon drill where Elijah Dickon shot in the mall at 40 yards. He shot 10 rounds in 15 seconds. And so I took a slow fire approach at 25 yards. I wasn't quite at 40. I am going to do it on range two where I can open the closet door and go in the closet. And I think I can get 40 yards away and I'll do my own version of the Dickon drill, but we'll have to wait till after hours. So no one walks in front. Um, but, and it'll be tough to video, but, um, with that Holosun 507C on there, I was amazed at how, uh, well I was able to control that group. I mean, my group size on that target at 25 yards, I think was probably, four inches maybe three it was it was pretty small it was amazing and so the gun shot very well for me um it's still probably not a gun i'll I'll carry because i do i've said it before that i shoot my 365 better than my glock 19 and it is i guess the grip angle thing so i'm i'm a guy who's grip angle sensitive i guess um but (laughs) i still think you should be able to buy the glock in massachusetts but there you have it um and Vineyard says, centralized power? How about North Korea? They're a good example. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, G-Webs is saying that Mike Deddy is the FFL from wide receiver that turned into Fast and Furious. And he's in Tucson and a friend, and you'd like to get us in touch, and that would be amazing. I would definitely love to do that. Um, so that would be awesome. And uh, Chris is saying, Toby, thanks. This is my first time listening to Rapid Fire. I had my training class at CGW, and you're awaiting your LTC. Great staff and training my experience. Awesome, man. Well, that's awesome to hear. Thank you, Chris, for the feedback. I appreciate anyone who was willing to spend a dollar in my store. I don't take that for granted. And uh, I appreciate your trust in us, and I'm glad you're listening. And um, it's it's a wonderful um, you know, wonderful thing to hear that kind of feedback. So that's exciting. But... I feel bad for you in the fact that you're waiting to exercise your Second Amendment here in the People's Republic of Massachusetts. How wrong is that, that you are forced to wait? And what is justice delayed is justice denied, right? So it's it's a perfect example how tyranny is back 
And if you think about Massachusetts, where freedom was born, and, you know, we joke a lot that it came here, it came crawling back here to die. And it's sad, but it's true. Here you are waiting for your ability to exercise your natural-born right as a U.S. citizen, or even as somebody who is a legal, permanent, resident alien. The rights are extended to you as well, because it is your basic human right. It's, it's the first law of nature. So there you go, is your right to keep and bear arms, the law of self-defense. So unfortunately, you're being denied and your civil rights are being violated. And I wish the ACLU would get involved. And I wish there would be some epic clash a- class action lawsuit for every person. Because think about it. Think, look at it. Think of how those class action lawsuits work. I got a flyer in the mail the other day for anyone who had phone service from 2011 to 2013. And it's like, okay, yeah. And you could be eligible to receive $10.50 in damages while the lawyers involved make millions <laughs> suing the phone company. But everybody along the way who had phone service from 2011 to 2013 or whatever can get $10.50. And I'm like, okay, mail me the check when we win. But how about a class action lawsuit in Massachusetts or Connecticut or California or um, now Rhode Island or, or uh New York, where you were denied your civil rights, even if it was for a day, there should be the biggest class action lawsuit that this country has ever seen in the history of the United States of America. And it should be for the 400,000 people in America, in, in Massachusetts, who've had to wait in order to buy their constitutionally protected firearm. I'm no lawyer, but why can't that be done? And I remember when I first became a gun owner, I was 18 years old, and I was like so, you know what? I was extremely upset that they made me wait six months from my 18th birthday till six months later when I finally was issued my license to carry and I found out they had it in a drawer and they were just waiting for me to go away so they didn't have to give it to me. But I was so upset. I used to talk about this with people and say, hey, what the heck, man? Like my constitutional rights have been denied for six months. What if something happened to me? What if something, you know, somebody broke in my house and killed me in the meantime? Like there should be no protection against anyone who is conspiring to deny you your right to keep and bear arms, even for a day. And maybe some good law for, you know, the, maybe we should get better call Saul on the, on the hook here (laughs) or get, uh, you know, get some good ambulance chasing law firm out there. You know, the big, the guy who's on like national billboards and, Let's do a class action lawsuit and put the tyrants back in their place, man. Because that's what should happen. I digress. Um, the ACLU should be doing it, but they don't care about guns. And uh, anyway, there you have it. Um, another show in the bag. Guys, I appreciate it uh, so much. You, you're tuning in. 
And remember, it ends here, but if you missed it, you missed the first hour, go back and check it out, uh, rapidfireradio.us. You can check us out on social media. Uh, call your question for next week into the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. And keep up the good work. Uh, continue to be an advocate in your area. Put on the face of responsible gun ownership in your communities. Take someone new to the range. And uh, together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary. God bless. And we'll see you next time on Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire.